ho, ho. Merry Christmas. I don't. I figure I had to start it differently. I, I always say I want to. It's like, so because uh, there is like is that like a Viking way of wishing people a Merry Christmas as just a hammer to the head, right? Yeah, or Happy Holiday. You can't say Christmas anymore. Uh, <laughs> anyways, welcome everybody to the Christmas first Christmas episode of Let's Do a Podcast. And as normal, I am Ryan, the Elf. Yeah. Oh, are we doing our Christmas characters this year? I guess. I don't know. I am Anthony, a guy who wears an ugly Christmas sweater. I'm dressing the part. It is very hot Mm. and too hot for this. So I'm like, I'm going to start sweating at some point. Uh, So we might be able to see Anthony do a strip tease for us. So the things I do for my art, right? That's right. Uh, I went the comfy route and my Blockbuster t-shirt. Right. Yes. Uh, we went to the last blockbuster on Earth. Uh, oh, I think that was last weekend or something like that. Uh, so, of course, I had to buy all the merch. But before we start talking about things, let's talk about beer. Because this podcast is about beer and movies. So, let's start with it. So, I got a special beer from 10, Brewing, Ten Barrel Brewing Company. Blockbuster ah. beer. Is... It tastes like uh, tastes like the smell <laughs> of like uh, stale popcorn and uh, plastic cases. <laughs> it's it, it at least smells very sweet. Uh, sinister black ale malt uh, malt beverage with natural flavors. What it says. Uh, let me pull up the untapped for it. I did have it, but went to sleep. So. To be paired with buttery theater popcorn and your favorite movie-sized chocolate, this beer has a light body, smooth finish with subtle hints of nostalgia and red licorice. Oh, no. Uh, we're proud to <laughs> share share the home of the last standing blockbuster. Uh, so it has a 3.8 uh, average, so I'm not expecting much. In general, just a blockbuster beer. I'm like, eh, I'm not going to expect much, but it's a fun beer, but it's a 5.7% zero IBU. How is everything zero IBU now these days? Yeah, I I get a feeling sometimes that maybe maybe we're, there's a bias in untapped where it's like a bias towards like heavier beers. Uh, maybe it's just like a service for beer snobs like us. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But- Anyways, I, I as always, I pre-pour mine because if you've been around for a while, I used to open mine right on stream and or recording, and it'd always go everywhere. So I stopped doing that. Yeah, it's very it dark onto the desk. Yeah, <laughs> uh, very very dark. So it's darker we'll, than I thought based on the description. Yeah, whenever I was pouring, I was like, "This is a like it. It looks like a stout or almost a porter, but." Uh, so, Anthony, what are you drinking while I take a few steps? All right. So, I uh, in getting. Uh, so, I went to get our beer for our next uh, episode. Uh, but while I was there, I found another Christmas themed beer, uh, and what is arguably one of the best Christmas movies uh, in honor of one of the best Christmas movies, uh, and that is uh, this guy. Look at the can art on this. In celebration of the movie Die Hard 1, mm. the beer is called Welcome to the Party, Pal. 
it's like a i was i, I wish there was a there wishes uh, i wish there was a beer uh that was like come out to the coast we'll have a few laughs uh, you know uh yeah but uh welcome to the party pal it's the double ipa of nakatomi plaza uh, so this is from Martin. This is a collab between Martin House and uh, Turning Point, uh, and it is uh, a double uh, IPA, New England hazy, eight percent ABB, uh, ABVs, twenty-two IBU, uh, and it is uh, a double hazy IPA, as I said, uh, with Sabro and Motu, uh, Motueka hops. So, uh, welcome to the party, pal. What was the ABV? Uh, the the yeah ABV, eight percent ABV. Oh, that's lo- so. that's pretty low for a Turning Point and Martin House collab. Yeah, but it's just like for the can art alone, it's just like pretty awesome. There, just uh uh, the guy uh John uh, what's the guy's name? John something. Man, it's gonna um, bug me now. I, 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 I'm ashamed. I, I I can't believe. I'm so ashamed. Okay, I got. Okay, we got to take some time to Google this. Is it? Uh, it's not John Oliver. No, that's right. Who is that? John McClane. John McClane. Yes. Oh my god, that I'm I'm such a terrible movie fan. Uh, oh my god, I'm so ashamed. My I've lost so much cred just now. But, and uh, <laughs> let's just try oh. that. John just, Oliver's from the Tonight yeah, Show. He's from he's from uh, last week tonight. Last, yeah, that's right. Yeah, all right. I'm just gonna make the noise now and uh, just make you forget. Okay. I forgot what. So the smell just is said. like smelling like apricot. Ooh, it's pretty interesting. Which it wasn't on there. The uh, so the profile on un, uh, Untapped is juicy, hazy, hoppy, orange, and sweet. So we'll get the pour going here. Yeah, sounds about right for live wire act. Pouring and you can't see. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for a turning point beer. Look at the haziness on that. Oh man, yeah. it's just straight orange juice. I actually uh, had a uh, beer called Ectogasm from a brewery up in North uh, North Dakota recently, and it's supposed it was supposed to be hazy, and it was it was hazy until it wasn't. It was like. It was sedimenty, mm. like hazy in that way. So, but. yeah. So this last Saturday, yeah, this last Saturday, we went up to a brewery called Vice, which is kind oh. of a it. It felt a lot like how it feels looking at like your your parents' house back whenever you were a kid. Like that's uh-huh. how they they dressed up the the place. Like I'll just share uh, pictures on our Facebook, but. They actually have a living room with a VCR with a bunch of VCA, VCR tapes. So you can just sit there, drink beer, and watch movies. So we, we put a movie Sounds on. Sounds relaxing, uh, actually. It was really great. And yeah, like I could have sat there for a long time. Plus, your dog's allowed to go in. So like we were just sitting there on the couch drinking beer with our dog and watching VCR, VCR movies. Like, <clears throat> But anyways, um, I got one of their hazy beers in it. It was not hazy. It was. It didn't look very hazy at all. So I was like, okay, maybe uh-huh. they gave me the wrong beer. Was the kind of feel, you know? Considering like my my wife, she got I can't remember it was some sort of like sour, and that looked like that looked like a hazy beer. So I had to try it. I'm like, okay, yeah, I get the wrong beer, but it definitely tasted like it. But it was it was the weirdest thing ever. Like 
It was so clear for a hazy, but it definitely was the taste of a hazy. It's weird how some batches of beer come out like uh, they're supposed to be hazy and they come out not hazy. I had and I feel so bad like saying that's not the right beer when it turns out it's the right beer. It was just, it was just the brew. Uh, yeah. I did that once at a restaurant where I got uh half life uh, from uh, mm. Manhattan, uh, Manhattan brewing. Did I tell you this story? No, I don't I think so. I got a, uh, it was at a restaurant uh, up in uh, Roanoke, I think. And I was like, this is it's like, I got it. And I was like, it was clear. And it's usually meant that Half-Life has some haze to it, or at least I think so. Um, from what I remember, uh, so I get it. It's like crystal clear. It looks like a Bud Light. I taste it. It doesn't taste like half pipe. I was like, this can't be it. So I have them pull it again. I had, and they pull the right handle. Uh, I, I watch because I'm watching them. And then they bring the beer back. It's still clear. Still to me, does not taste like it. And I just kind of like accept it at that point. Maybe I'm like, maybe they hooked up the wrong thing. Turns out. Uh, so I, later I'm like, I'm just going to get a, a pack of Half-Life and see if i'm crazy uh and so first of all half-life's not like a new england hazy ipa it's like an imperial ipa yeah Uh, so i'm somewhat incorrect in my assertions to these people at the restaurant but i get it and it felt like it's such a jerk because it came out of the can uh pretty clear and it tasted the same as what i've been getting and i was just harassing these people because i thought the beer was incorrect uh and yeah i just felt like a big jerk after that i have not been back to that restaurant so (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i kind of did the same thing whenever we were flying down to uh my family's vacation in september we had a pretty long layover in dfw so we went to get some some uh some food and drinks i was like oh they have tups uh juice pack oh yeah you know and i was like it's it's been a good while since i've had a tup so i got it and i was drinking i was like this isn't tups like this this doesn't this doesn't look like whenever you sat down i was like it doesn't look right it tasted a little bit different um so uh you know I asked because I was just, you know, either way, I was going to drink it. I was just curious of like what they actually gave me. I was like, hey, so I just want to double check. Is this the, you know, the juice pack? And he's like, yeah. He's like, I I went back there and poured it myself. I was like, oh, okay. So it's just kind of one of those things of like every once in a while, you just get a weird batch, you know? It's like, it makes me think of like when uh, Tups used to do the, uh, this, the double dry hop series. And every time they did the series, it was different. Yeah, uh, so maybe they're doing that secretly with the juice pack. Yeah, I, so I'm kind of interested because I'll probably end up getting one whenever I come back down because I, I love Tups. Tups is amazing beer. So if it's anywhere, I'm like, oh, I'll get that and see if it's any different because it might just be because I haven't had it in quite a long time. So it might just be different from what I remember. But yeah, still good beer. I, th- I think I still got it whenever we got down to the coast. And I got one six pack. I was like, just get me a juice pack still. Like, <laughs> yeah. But anyways. Uh, so, yes. Yeah, so we're doing this episode. Then we're going to do one more that will actually be together. I'm very excited for it. Anthony already has our beer. We still got to pick up the movie, which I f- saw a few uh, that are for streaming. So I'll, I'll post once we pick something out um, of when we'll be going live to record and post it and all that kind of shit to make us suffer through santa claus versus the martians we could do it it in that thanksgiving movie why not why not we could do it uh so excited about that uh 
So I guess let's get on to the events and show slash movies. I'll go first since I think last time you went first. So I, I try to switch it up. Uh, on Thanksgiving, me and the wife decided to watch Good Burger 2. Oh, how was that? I haven't watched it yet. It was so dumb, but so fun. <laughs> you like, gotta go back. Did you go back and watch the first one so you remember no, what happened we, going into the second one? How can you forget what happened in the first one, though? Like, I watched yeah, the first like, one so many times. Welcome to Good Burger, times. home of the Good Burger. Can I take your order? <laughs> yeah, I mean... We we were both actually laughing because we were just like, it's just so dumb and silly that it was... I would actually watch it again, surprisingly. Yeah. Um, you know, it didn't... You know, the ratings for it, it's like 5.4 out of 10. You know, I mean, it's it's not like a big hit movie, but, you know, if you grew up watching the first one a ton, yeah. like I did, you'll love it. And, I yeah, I'm definitely going to watch it again. Well, it's like because the whole concept comes out of like the kids' version of Saturday Night Live, so it's like a it's like a Saturday yeah. Night Live movie, but like uh, based coming out of the I think it came from the show All That on Nickelodeon mm-hmm. back when Keenan and Kel were like teenagers, and now they're I mean because they are around well they're like my, my age, uh, so like they're like in their yeah, like don't don't group me in with 40s. you yet <laughs> they're like in their forties so yeah because they're older than me too I think uh, so like uh, but like Keenan's like. Uh, uh, not Keenan. Uh, yeah, Keenan. He's like head writer for like Saturday Night Live now. So like he made it to the big time. Kel is, I think he's uh, uh, still on Nickelodeon. Uh, does like game shows and stuff like that. So they're still like in it uh, in like the comedies uh, area there. So it was like, but it's really cool. Uh, the idea of them working together again after all these years uh, is really cool. So it's uh, when I heard I, I, they announced it. Uh, I was and I was worried about this movie because they announced the movie was going to happen right before COVID started on Jimmy Fallon. Cause they mm-hmm. did like, they got together that then, the, and they announced they were going to do it. And then COVID happened. And I was like, that's, that's it. That movie's not going to happen. So when they announced that the movie was coming out on Paramount plus, I was like, Oh yeah, I got to watch it. And then I forgot. Cause I never look at anything on Paramount plus. So yeah, I do highly recommend it. And yeah, I looked up a bunch of stuff afterwards. Cause that's one thing that I just do. And yeah, they had, <clears throat> sounds like everybody, had such a great time filming it and i feel mm-hmm. like you can feel that in the movie too uh so i don't i i loved it i i will probably i am willing to bet money since i'm spending time with my family that we'll end up watching it again and i'm fine with that <clears throat> um so actually before we go on to the next one i totally forgot how was our beer after the first few tastes <laughs> i'm just jumping ahead so uh with my yeah it's it's really really good i'm actually really impressed again coming in with very low expectations um it's really it's not heavy it's just a very dark ale but yeah it's delicious so far yeah tastes like a friday evening trying to pick a movie with your parents Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm eating too much popcorn yep um so the next movie, this one, I know we talked about it last time, but it wasn't in theaters yet. Or it was, but there wasn't much out. But Thanksgiving, the movie. Yes. Uh, we finally got some more ratings have changed a little bit and everything about it. So it has a 6.9 out of 10, which I feel like for a Thanksgiving horror movie, that's not bad. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not um, it was never going to win an Oscar, so. 
yeah, it, it's it's gotten pretty good feedback. So I'm I'm excited that we're gonna be watching that next year. You know, um, yeah, I've seen the trailer a few times, and yeah, I mean, I really haven't. It, it just it seems like everybody's just kind of like going with low expectations, and you'll have a good time. You know. So, name of the game name yeah. of the game but thanksgiving's over so let's get rid of that real quick so uh <laughs> on apple tv monarch monarch legacy of monsters have you seen this i saw it's out i've heard it's good i have not watched it because <laughs> i'm busy watching season four of for all mankind so mm. i haven't gotten to that yet uh, I actually just watched the trailer for this before we went live. Uh, usually, I I've started getting better about actually like before I talk about the the movies and shows, I actually watch the trailers if I don't know anything about it. Uh, man, I really want Apple TV. I might end up getting that after uh, the holiday season because there's, a there's lot. so much on there. There's so there's, much good stuff on yeah. Apple TV. You ask me, I will tell you all the shows you need to watch on Apple TV. There's comedies, yeah. sci-fi awesomeness all, all the dramas everything so, so good so much yeah. good stuff we had it for a good while um and then just we had so many streaming services we're like cutting some here and there that we don't watch and we cut out a bunch and so we're like okay when we get back then we'll get some more so i might add the apple yeah. tv back into it um so if you don't know i mean it's yeah the legacy of monsters i feel like it's pretty self-explanatory but i'd, yeah. I'd suggest Go watch the trailer for it. If you have Apple TV, watch the trailer. And if you love Godzilla monster type stuff, this will be perfect for you. So. Yeah, particularly this is a continuation of the U.S. Uh, the U.S. version of uh, God, the, the most recent Godzilla movie. So I think it follows it follows Monarch from the Godzilla movie with Aaron Taylor Johnson, the King Kong movie that had uh, John Goodman. Uh, and and Tom Hiddleston uh and uh, I think John Goodman's in this show actually uh then you had uh Godzilla versus Kong uh which came out I think a year or two ago and now the yeah, this show and the trailer just dropped for Godzilla X Con well that's Kong. yeah that's the next yeah. one that I was going to talk yeah. about um, which I just saw the trailer for that today yeah I literally you jumped into our uh, our meeting here while I was finishing it up, I was like, okay, I have to finish this. Man, I am so excited. Um, it looks so much fun. And, and I know that I, I think we've only done one Godzilla movie so far on our podcast. Um, yeah, we did the first one, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Because I know, I know it was with uh, my mother. Yeah. So. She's a huge Godzilla monster fan, so we might have to watch this all separately and do an episode together because yeah. it, it looks like this is going to be a good one. So it's it's uh, it, did you okay? Did you think and when you saw the trailer, there's the bit where Kong reaches up through the hole that he ends up uh, in, into like the uh, center of the earth in the last movie. Did you think it was like a transformer reaching through the hole? Um, my first feeling. Was do you remember that movie we watched um, with the Nazis in the center of the Earth, and there was a bunch of monsters and stuff like that? I kind of got that feeling for a second. Yeah. I was I'm like, sure they're, oh, they're nearby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Nazis are a little bit further away, but um, <laughs> <laughs> what a crazy ass movie. Uh, yeah, but yes, it 
I was unsure where it was going to go. And then, yeah, it shows him with some weird thing on his arm where you're like, okay, like, yeah, it's going to be ridiculous. And I'm excited about it. I I feel like so like because like there was there's these movies and then there's the Japanese ones that are still going on as well. They've been going on since like the 50s. Yeah. Uh, So they're very much in that vein of the uh, the Godzilla minus one is another one I think that just came out. It's getting ready to leave theaters uh, this week, I think, which is Mm. bummer because I didn't realize it was out until I started kind of going down the Godzilla hole uh, today. Um, But it's a big hole. Yeah, it is. Uh, and But it's like, it's very much the, the Godzilla Minus One is also, I've heard, is really good getting high reviews, but it's very much in the spirit of the uh, Japanese 1950s ones. Very much uh, uh, kind of throwback to that. Whereas these Godzilla versus Kong movies are very much throwback to like the 1970s uh, ones where they were kind of like uh, very far-fetched, very sci-fi, uh, very also pseudo-spiritual uh stuff going on uh you can see a lot of these uh types of movies where you have find like uh hidden indigenous people that worship the monsters and they sing their songs and all this other stuff uh and uh i feel like i got that vibe from this trailer as well where you see these indigenous people that are just kind of out there in the center of the earth that are worshiping the uh the other uh ape monsters uh that are i I guess anti-king kong so yeah Uh, last thing that I'm going to be talking about before passing it over to Anthony is I'm super excited because the new season of Doctor Who is about to start coming out. Um, Which is weird. There's I, like a, there was just a Christmas special and then they're already, usually there's a Christmas special and you have to wait another year, right? Yeah, usually it's, yeah, it's such a long wait, but I am so excited because I just finished and I'm caught up. Uh, I think I finished that last week, and I was like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm already caught up. Like, it it went by so quick, but I'm so excited, because this season's supposed to have some really heavy hitter actors on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I've talked about it, where Jinx Monsoon's gonna be on there. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, I lost his name. And Neil Patrick Harris is gonna be on Neil there, Neil Patrick too, Harrison's yeah. gonna be on there, and they're bringing back, like, so this has never happened before where they brought back a doctor. So uh after they, you know uh oh no, I forgot what it's called, but anyways. But the doctor's the changed, doctor. Yeah. Yeah, like they changed forms and stuff and they're actually bringing one back to play as a the doctor again. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be interesting. I'm very interested to see how they bring that about of like describe like telling us why in a sense, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I'm super excited. I, I I'm I really can't wait. So. Uh, yeah. So that is all the info I have for now. So Anthony, what's going on around the DFW? All right, in the DFW area. So a lot of good stuff. We're careening ever so quickly towards Christmas. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? I just clicked a button. No, I, I can't want to click a button. <clears throat> Uh, today is December 4th, if you are listening to us right now or in the future. So when I talk about these dates that are days of the week, think of them in reference to December 4th of 2023. 
uh, if you are in December 4th of 2024. Sorry, it may be similar, but it's probably different. So, all right. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> I'm just, just a disclaimer. Uh, so uh, on uh, skipping forward to this weekend, Friday, December 8th, uh, we've got some taproom releases going on. Taproom release of Blue Magic over at False Idol Brewing. It's their New England double IPA, double dry hop with citrus strata and amarillo hops. They also have their Ghost Eye Cranberry Crumble Berliner Weiss. Um, Turning Point's got a release of their Christmas in Paradise Imperial Tiki inspired sour ale with coconut, pineapple, passion fruit, and cranberry. That sounds very sweet. Mm. Um, also, a uh, big event going on this Friday uh, at Celestial Brewing is uh, me, my birthday. I'm turning 40, and I'll be there. I'll be there celebrating my birthday. Uh, come on out. I I can't. I don't remember what time it is, but it's going to be. Uh, Friday evening. Uh, I am getting old, so and I'm celebrating that. I have the th- I have the very much follow the Patton Oswalt uh, school of thought when it comes to birthdays. If it has a zero in it, I will celebrate it. If it doesn't have a zero in it, I don't celebrate it. I'll maybe get dinner. So, uh, but this is a zero year, once every ten years. So I'm turning forty, getting old. I'm gonna have some beer and just ruminate on that. <laughs> so, are you still gonna do your classic dinner though? maybe maybe not i also have a uh i am also running the dallas half marathon and so probably on saturday i'll instead of going to carabas like i usually do i'll probably go to my usual running uh dining option which is also an italian restaurant but it's different so i may skip the traditional uh because it's a zero year i mean just script my traditional uh dining option mm-hmm. and go get my running uh pasta uh, so I can go run on uh, December the December the tenth, uh, nice. and go run the Dallas half marathon because uh, I'm too early for me to run a marathon. So, all right, uh, Saturday December 9th, got uh, a few uh, uh, Santa activities starting to come up. Fort Brewery and Pizza, uh, which I don't know if you've been there. It's pretty pretty awesome. Good pizza, good beer. Uh, they have breakfast with Santa going on uh, at nine a.m. Uh, also have, uh, where was it? Uh, there's pictures with Santa going on at turning point. I saw it and now I'm losing it. Hmm. Uh, Santa photos turning point appear at noon. Uh, so if you want to do a Santa heavy day on December 9th, uh, you can go hang with Santa at Fort brewing, uh, Fort brewery. And then, uh, at three o'clock you can go meet with Santa again, uh, at noon. Uh, so just could go place to place with Santa, get, get some beer, take the kitties out, have them see Santa, uh, trying not to get too toasted <laughs> with, with the kids. Uh, also, uh, very important, uh, activity going on this weekend. Uh, the army Navy game, go mm-hmm. army beat Navy. Uh, uh, but got uh, watch parties at Armor Brewing in Allen, uh, Maple Branch Craft Brewing in Fort Worth. Uh, go Army Beat Navy. That's all I can say about that game. Uh, it's going to be a good one to watch. Um, uh, wait, is there a, is there a satellite uh, for Celestial Beer Works? Yes, they have a there satellite. Is, where's that at? Uh, it's pretty close to them. I if I remember, I've actually never been. But huh. I am hoping to go while they were there because they usually have markets and stuff there. Yeah, they have a clothing swap and shop. Uh, bring new clothes for to swap for free or just shop for five dollars at Social Beer Works Satellite. I did not know that was a place. Um, but Tops Brewing has their third annual ugly sweater party with a contest and minute to win it games with uh, vendors on Saturday as well and on Sunday. Uh, 
more Santa photos going at turning point. Uh, yeah, a bunch of activities for Sunday. Uh, just kind of looking out, uh, looking out uh, further out there. Uh, we have our rotation has their Yippie Kaye beer dinner uh, on December thirteenth. Uh, Twelve beers of Christmas coming up at the Bearded Monk on the fourteenth through the twenty third. Uh, beer Geeks on December fifteenth has their ugly Christmas sweater party, uh, and then the uh, Panther has their uh, Panther Brewing has their ninth anniversary Flardy. Yeah, uh, and uh, Turning Point has their Holly Jolly Santa Party on December 16th. So starting to see a lot of uh, uh, Santa activities going there. SantaCon is at Armor Brewing on the 21st. And then uh, Festivus, they have a Festivus activity going on the Ginger Man on the 23rd. Uh, oh, and there it is. I missed it. Sixth annual Festivus for the rest of us at Celestial on December 23rd. So uh, I'm going to try to make my way out there for that. Um, I'm taking like two weeks off for Christmas this year. It's going to be pretty dope. I have to burn vacation at work. So I'm pretty stoked about that. Nice. Um, and that's what we have going through. Oh, so have some activities going into January. If you want to do some Pitmaster barbecue classes, uh, those are in January. Uh, but otherwise, uh, check out Beer and Big D for more act- for the full list. Uh, always keeps things up. I thought he missed Festivus. I was wrong. It is totally there. So uh, I, you, I stand corrected. I doubted, and I never was, doubt. Yeah, I, I shouldn't have doubted. Oh man, um, yeah, I'm not sure what events we're gonna hit up or anything like that, but I'm definitely excited. Either even if we don't hit up any events, I'm just excited to get some of the local beer that I miss. So yes. <clears throat> um. All right, I get. I mean, I, I guess let's jump into this movie. You're ready. Are you ready? I just noticed that there's a, something about lobster beer at Martin House as well. Did we talk about that earlier? I said that they um they posted an image on I think Instagram or something like that where it was just like a lobster and like a pair of pants or something like that, and so I was like, what? Okay, okay, I missed I missed this. Uh, this is uh, Thursday. I'm sorry, I have to go back. Uh, Thursday, Martin House Brewing at noon. Uh, tap, room, tap room release of lobster pie. Beer brewed with chocolate, lobster, graham crackers, eggs, salt, butter, lemon, and lactose. And uh, Cheesy Bay Biscuits. Beer brewed with cheese, garlic, butter, onion, salt, parsley, and Bisquick. I have, to get some, I have to find some of this and get it. Because no! the Cheesy Bay Biscuits sounds like uh, absolutely atrocious or absolutely amazing. I don't know. The lobster, Ugh. I'll avoid that. It sounds like it's just going to taste like seawater. We're going to be drinking some terrible beer for our Christmas <laughs> episode. Oh, my goodness. <clears throat> uh, cheesy Bay Biscuits. I got I to gotta get this garlic, butter, and onion beer. This sounds like the closest thing to that terrible Thanksgiving beer. I mean, hey, if you get it, we will try it on our Christmas episode. So that'd be like three beers that we're going to be drinking for that episode. So it'll be a Friday night. We have a we will be all right. Yeah, we'll we'll keep the spittoon around there. Um. Okay. Well, let's get on to the movie. So we are talking about Violent Night. Um. So if you want to do the very short synopsis. Yeah. <laughs> and then we can chat um, about it. Uh synopsis. This is this is by official synopsis. That was a great, very official name. Uh so <clears throat> let's go. 
When a team of mercenaries breaks into a wealthy family compound on Christmas Eve, taking everyone inside hostage, the team isn't prepared for a surprise surprise combatant. Santa Claus is on the grounds, and he's about to show why this Nick is no saint. Ho, ho, ho. I have a machine gun. Hey, that's a good beer. Yeah. Um... I mean, yeah, that's... I guess that, that pretty much describes it. Very interesting movie. Um, there's... Well, I was about to get into some dislikes. But anyways, Anthony, starts off talking about this, because I don't even know where to start with this one. So this whole thing starts with Santa at the bar, and it starts with, oh, like, yeah. the gross-out gross scene, uh, which I feel like whenever you have like uh, like your bad Santa type movies, it always has the drunk Santa trope. Yeah, uh, and it's not the first time I've seen a Santa throw up on a uh, a lady working at a bar. Uh, particularly on, the, I feel like this is not the first time I've seen this one particular gag. Uh, but I'm just like finding myself. I find myself wondering what was Santa eating because uh, it looks like that wasn't cookies. Uh, so it looked pretty nasty, though. Yeah, uh, it kind of gave off the feel of like, oh no, is it gonna be one of those movies? You know, kind of like, I don't know, like like you said, it kind of gave off, almost felt like the movie Bad Santa, kind it, of a feel, it did, at least initially. And so I was kind of worried. I was like, okay, maybe this isn't the type of movie because I didn't watch the trailer. I kind of avoided. Like I tried to kind of avoid doing things before watching the movie because sometimes it can kind of ruin it for me yeah um so you know went in blind so kind of just seeing that and just a few things here and there i'm like okay so this is going to be a lot different of a movie than i thought and it was but it ended up not being necessarily a bad thing so yeah like in, not in a bad way. It was in a good way. Uh, I think it, yeah. it, there were a thing they they took approach on th- took an approach on things that I didn't anticipate, and I actually really liked uh, the Santa. There's like the there's like the man- magical, warm, all knowing Santa. This was not that Santa. This was a Santa that was disgruntled, uh, angry, and it seems like he's always been this way, uh, and uh, really kind of not happy about the fact that he's immortal uh, immortal and is doing this uh it seems like it it seems like this is a curse on him yeah yeah for for reasons that they discuss in the movie and we'll we'll talk probably talk about a little bit uh it's in one of my things i liked about this movie um but the whole the whole shtick is that uh we have this they we get introduced to santa claus immediately played by david harbour I when I saw David Harbour was going to play Santa Claus, I was like David Harbour, the guy from Stranger Things, the guy who played yeah. Hellboy in that really not great version of Hellboy. I tell you what, he did a great job uh, as he he like he played Santa pretty decently. Um, I didn't think it would be he would be the guy, but he was he did pretty good with it. Yeah. Uh, then we had uh, uh, Judy uh, Judy Gemstone. Wait, yeah. no. <laughs> we had uh alba, i mean yes alba, but no alba lightstone sorry <laughs> different name different person different character right is the exact she played the exact same person yeah same same exact lady just a different multiverse i guess she plays uh, a really good spoiled little bitch that's for sure she, she does if you've seen the righteous gemstones you know who we're talking about mm-hmm. uh 
uh, we had uh, we had get introduced to uh, uh, Jason played by Alex Hassel and then Linda his uh, estranged wife um, played by Alexis Lauder and then Trudy uh, played by uh, where's the little girl's name because she was uh, she was really good in this too uh, man where is this little oh kid's... yeah Trudy's where is she yeah she's you like think she'd be on the top list here she's not in there at all I don't see her. Well, IMDb. Oh, played, played by a little girl. Oh, Leah Bradley. Leah Bradley. Uh, she was really good, too. Uh, so look, for, hope, uh, hopefully she doesn't succumb to the thing that all child, little child actors succumb to. And she, uh, she, she carried troopers on through. Cause she's, she was really good in this. I think she's got some chops. Um, she's they, been in four things. So yeah, yeah she's doing something. But they basically, we see them basically setting up the going to the family thing. Uh, Find, turns out the family's super like uber rich. Uh, run into the sister and her boy toy and the the then Bertrude, <laughs> the the nephew, uh, and we're getting the vibes that like things are not all all as cool as they seem. Uh, and it just kind of goes from there. We see John Leguizamo coming uh, coming down as like the main bad guy, which I thought he did a pretty good job of that. He comes he comes across as like the guy who's like darkly cynical about stuff mm-hmm. um which i think he just carries that energy from not being able to play luigi in the new super mario movie and just projects that on to this movie and just like it's just like angsty about christmas because he's i think he's because he's angsty about not being able to play luigi in the super mario brothers movie like he did yeah. back in the 90s so uh, but uh uh, basically we get the straight up hostage situation. Santa Claus happens to be just chilling in the, uh, massage chair. And then it just goes from there. We learned some cool stuff about Santa Claus, which, uh, I went and actually looked to see if any of that was like, and he's like at least somewhat legit. Uh, some of the Norse mythology stuff is, uh, com- uh, some, some stuff about Santa being somewhat loosely based on Odin, or at least the legend of uh, Santa Claus. Um, so there's some Viking, uh, Nordic, uh, relation there, uh, and not so much about the warrior stuff, but, uh, we, we see Santa, I feel like they could have called this movie when Santa, how Santa got his groove back, uh, a little bit. Cause I feel like that's big Santa's new movie. groove. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, it's like, or, or Santa gets hammered. Uh, yeah. that's another one too. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, we see Santa Claus just come and beat some ass. Uh, and we also see some Home Alone style hijinks, which they directly reference. Uh, if this is like if Home Alone was accurate and and the Kevin just like straight up murdered these guys. We see yeah. that, too. That was like my favorite part of this movie. Um, the gory than, side of Home yeah. Alone. Yeah. yeah, that was some awful, awful shit. Uh, but it was pretty dope. Uh, so everything ends happily uh of course we get there circuitously um there's like a money heist there's santa claus there's like brutal violence uh everything you need in a fun uh diehard style christmas movie featuring santa claus this is like this is like yeah. diehard but with santa claus i absolutely honestly i feel like every everything you described i completely agree with yeah <clears throat> um it was interesting. I, I do like getting the background more of Santa, you know, and the whole I, I love that so many times 
things would be get said where they're like, oh, can you do this? He goes, I don't know how this stuff works. You know, he's yeah. always just like, I don't know how this magic shit works. Like, I don't, like, know, I don't like know how Christmas magic works. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, it kind of just shows that he's pretty much just thrown into this and it's, you know, that's, it is what it is kind of thing. It's like, he openly admits, I was like, I've been doing this for 1100 years. I don't know how it works. Yeah. It just works. So, I don't know. I, it definitely surprised me. I feel like I can definitely say that this movie did. Um, but at the same time, it did feel like, um, what's the, something exports? Um, oh, rare exports. Rare exports. It kind of had that same feel to me. Just the, the attitude of, of, uh, uh, Santa, uh-huh. he, he, he they kind of matched up in my mind. I, I don't know. I got that feeling at least. I think that it was that movie. No, no, no. No. About the one? Are you thinking about the one with Mel Gibson? Yes, that one. Um, uh, Fat Man. Fat Man. Yes. Featuring uh, another yes. alumnus from Righteous Gemstones, Walter Goggins. So yes. The fat man and this one, the the Santa get has the same feel in my mind. Yeah, uh, and 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 I like it. Yeah, yeah, and I like it because there's not many movies like that where where Santa is just like a deadbeat, like like just doesn't give a shit about anybody yeah. really. Like well, he's like he's like this is gonna be the last Christmas. Fuck fuck these kids. Yeah, yeah, and I was just like, yeah, like, go Santa, like, stick up for yourself kind of thing. Um, So I kind of liked that we kind of got that feel, because at first I was like, I feel like I've seen this before. But besides the beginning of feeling like, oh, no, we're about to see, like, Bad Santa number three or ten or whatever we're on now. Mm -hmm. Um, And then going into, like, a bunch of, like, killing shit where you're like, okay, is this Fat Man then? (laughs) Like, um, This Santa doesn't use guns. He does he not. He doesn't he does know not even how. understand how guns work. Yeah, which I was. Yeah. I, I expected him to see. I was. I, I was like expecting to see him pick up a gun and kind of go die hard on these guys. Uh, and he like specifically does not pick up a gun. And so I was like, at, uh, I was like, okay, it'll be really cool if he just doesn't go for a gun at all. And I saw him pick up a gun towards the end of the movie, and that's when he's like, "Do you guys know how these things work?" And he gives it to the uh, to the wife, mm-hmm. uh, and she and then she's like taking pot shots at the mercenaries with with the rifle and i was like that's dope that you put like the power in her hands while he yeah. goes off and uh, does the uh does the ambush attack i thought that was pretty cool the skull crusher yeah but the skull crusher um all right so let's get into the likes and dislikes unless there's anything else that you want to uh touch on before we get there right, let's get into it all right uh Let's start with the likes, which to me, there's quite a bit. Um, I really liked Santa. Uh, so, like, I can go into, I like that they, you know, did the background, all this, all that. But um, the way David Harbour played Santa was perfect. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I literally don't have any complaints. Just his acting in this was absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, you could feel you could feel that he's like tired throughout all yeah. this. He's like he's like tired. He's over that. He's over this. He's been doing this for thousands of years. He's just like 
over it. But yeah, he hasn't seen it, but it, but he also has like he also comes across as inexperienced, which I find I do find odd so for somebody who's been doing this for over a thousand years. You'd think he'd like been there, done that on stuff like this, particularly like having done this back during like the Middle Ages. You know, I mean, yes and no, in the sense of like he gets in, he drops off the presents, he leaves. Yeah, because he doesn't give a shit this time around. That's why he like hangs out in these houses, like. He falls asleep in a massage chair. That's why yeah. he gets caught in this situation, you know? Um, I don't know. Just I, I generally was just very, very happy with the Santa. Yeah. Um, I, I loved the mix of kind of the comedy, uh, the, the silliness of just every Christmas movie. Like, I feel like it kind of had everything you typically typically get out of a christmas movie but gory <laughs> yeah <laughs> but but, but lots like not, of violence like overly gory it's just no. more like more like action movie violent uh, like like an extra violent action movie yeah, yeah. uh so it, it, i really really enjoyed that of just like you get the you know the christmas feelings and all that kind of stuff and then you know he starts beating people with a hammer you know kind of shit yeah. and it's just like it's crazy but it's kind of like a nice twist of this movie so uh I'll, I'll, i guess that's where i'll go with my one like because i i really do feel like i could go quite a while about things that i liked about this but, so and like the whole and his whole like viking backstory and that's the reason why he's able to fight and like once he remembers i mean he, he never i don't think he ever forgot but he like kind of like remembers that he's a war he like reminds himself that he is a viking warrior even though he hasn't yeah. done that in thousands of years he does have these skills yeah so uh what's your like anthony uh so mentioned it already uh but uh, my favorite part of the movie was the bit where trudy you, you think that trudy they said this whole thing where trudy goes and hides in the attic from the mercenaries from the from uh candy cane and from i think it's a uh, Kringle or whatever, uh, sure, two, yeah. two of the ones who were working in the house prior to the uh, to the takeover, uh, they both go up there. Uh, they both figure out where the girl is, and she, they she does a whole thing where she asks uh, Santa if she should set up like some Home Alone style traps, and he's like, "Yeah, sure." Uh, and you kind of think that's it, and, like she's not really going to do anything, or she's going to do something stupid and get caught, and then Santa has to go rescue her. Because that's where that typically goes in these movies. So you think, oh, she's going to do something dumb. She's going to get caught. I do love that whenever she says that, should I do Home Alone style traps? He goes, sure. I have no idea what that means, but yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, yeah, go, he's, he's, very, he's very much like, go for it. Uh, he, I think it's specifically because he has no clue what the hell she's talking about. Yeah. Uh, but she sets up these traps and they, they do the whole thing where they're like, uh, yeah, if you're going to set up traps, you need to make it, you need to make it so like, we can't see where they're at. And so I was like, she's like a master. She's like, go watch this movie once for the first time we learned, uh, the night before this whole thing happens. And she's like, got the Kevin McAllister playbook down. She does the trap. She saw like, how'd they not hear her sawing the ladder into the attic? Uh, cause she like, put the nail in the, in the thing she cut it they so they break the step i'm going i i have nightmares about breaking uh 
the ladder, my, my ladder into my attic. Me I too. So, so that was like every time I go up for Christmas lights uh, to set up stuff for for the Christmas this year, I go up the, go up and down that attic ladder so many times. So I see that, and I like wince when they break the step on the ladder, and particularly when the nail goes through the guy's bottom of the guy's throat, uh, yeah, or through his bottom of his mouth, and then. Uh, and then he falls down off of there and he falls onto the nails. And it's like, kick that stuff out of the way if you, before you start climbing up there. Like, do something. Come on. Yeah. Uh, and then the bowling, the nonsense bowling, bowling balls. I see it hit uh, Candy Cane. Uh, and then, like, as soon as she, like, starts batting those away or she starts, like, dodging them, you know, you know, the guy down there in the ladder is going to get hit with the bowling balls. And it's going to, like, because he falls backwards, his ass falls on all the screws and spikes and everything and you know he's gonna fall backwards and it's uh, he, it, like does does it hit him in the head or something and he gets yeah. like stabbed in the head with the, the screws yeah so she like that little girl straight up kills a dude uh with her traps uh and yeah do you think candy cane's gonna go take this take trudy out uh and she's he starts doing like a silly little attack and then she <laughs> freaking slingshots the barbell or the dumbbell or whatever at, yeah. at candy cane and just like takes her out. Uh, and then just when you think Trudy's done for, uh, Santa comes in with a hammer and just like takes Candy cane out, uh, and saves the day. So Santa still has to rescue. Uh, but Trudy held her own pretty damn well, I will say. And that was like the most surprising part of the movie for me. Cause I didn't think that we would get that homage that bloody homage to home alone like we did uh and so i was like laughing my ass off at that part of the movie it was my favorite part so trudy i mean santa santa's gets like honorable mention but trudy mvp she like killed mm-hmm. it yeah um so let's talk about i guess the dislikes so uh I don't know. I, I the one thing I would say that I did not like was the ending of this movie. I I thought a really good ending to this movie is Santa actually dies. Uh-huh. I thought that is like the perfect ending to this kind of movie. Um uh, so I was pretty I don't know, kind of annoyed because it it was the typical oh, everybody believes in Santa now, so it brings them back to life kind of stuff. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I don't Santa know. lives by Tinkerbell rules. Yeah. Got to clap so he so he's alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pull a Nelly from the yeah. office, yeah. Uh so I don't know. I I feel like that's the only moment where I was just like, I don't like that they did that. Oh, particularly because like he seems like he's like totally cool with like not being alive anymore. Yeah, I mean he 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 decided, you know what? I'm gonna save this family. Like I feel like he he had the energy to finally like pull himself out, and it was like such an honorable death, especially to a Viking. Yeah. You know, like that's that's the perfect death. You yeah. saved a ton of people, like a lot of people yeah, and from this crazy group, yeah. and then they kind of rip that away from him because they're like, well, "Now <laughs> we believe in you," and he's like, "Fuck, now I have to get back to work." <laughs> like, <laughs> shit, like, and now I have to finish saving Christmas. Yeah, Jesus. like, yeah. So 
I don't know. Uh, to me, that really, I don't know, it just hit me wrong. I was like, ugh, come on. So, anyways, uh, what about you? I don't know. I don't know if you know this, but they did announce that they're doing a Violent Night two. So they gotta they gotta do that sequel. Yeah, maybe he'll actually die this time. <laughs> oh no! As soon as as long as they can beat, uh, as long as they can milk this cow, they're gonna keep him around as long as possible. But I wondered if it was gonna be like uh, the Tim Allen Christmas movies. Uh, oh, like what are become Santa? Yeah, if he dies, then it goes on to the next person kind of thing. I was like, that would be kind of... I, I would watch that. So I would see the, the second one to see how that dad starts killing off people and shit, too. Yeah. Or, or so, big plot twist, it goes to the girl. It goes to the little girl. So she, <laughs> but, oh, man. The, uh, anyways. The, the, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to join you on that. The ending was kind of like... Uh, the, uh, particularly the whole thing with the money as well. Uh, just for that part there uh because the money was kind of like out there as the motivation for the reason this is all happening but it was never really all that important because the focus was never on the money uh and the why the thieves were there it was became more about santa claus and him kind of like learning that he is able to defend uh defend the innocent uh innocent ish uh uh yeah because yeah, so some of these people are war profiteers the good the good guys are war profiteers uh so you know eh. um and a guy who's stealing from his family so like the, even the good guys aren't all that innocent in the situation so what uh we never learned too much about john Leguizamo except that he's uh on the naughty list uh so we don't know if he's got reasons to uh reasons why he wants to steal from his family that may be something that was cut uh and because it wasn't all that important to the plot at the end uh, but I will say uh, the one thing I did like about the ending is how he ended up killing uh, John Leguizamo's character Scrooge uh, by sucking him up the chimney and basically yeah. ripping his legs and his head off. Yeah, uh, I did like that. That was too. rough. That was a rough death because like because uh, Scrooge was kicking his ass. Uh, you know, like I think Santa's learned his lesson. He needs to wear ice spikes if he's going to go fighting on the ice. Uh, but yeah. that. Uh, doing the thing where he uh, tweaked his nose and sucked him up the chimney. That was rough. (laughs) Yeah, that was a good part. Yeah. Um, All right. So we are on Letterboxd, which is a movie rating app. Um, You can follow us there at Let's Do a Podcast. So, Anthony, how would you rate this movie from one to five i rate this movie four christmas trees out of five i'm right there with you too yeah. it, uh, would, you, would you put this in the like category that that you did like this movie because there's an option for that i i, I we don't really hit that like button very often <laughs> it's it's rare as I'll, I'll give a i'll give a movie it's due but not often do i like a movie this movie i liked yeah. i actually enjoyed this movie uh I agree. It's, it kind of subverts the uh traditional coca-cola santa claus uh it's not our it's not our warm and cuddly santa claus sneaking into your house drinking all your coca-cola this is a uh a hard charging hard drinking biking santa claus I'm looking for. I'm actually looking forward to uh, what they do with a sequel, um, which it may be coming. It's either coming out. Uh, uh, it's probably coming out either next year or in 2025. So we'll see what happens with the actor strikes, probably delaying things a little bit. So, so uh, right now we have rare exports in our top four because you can do top four movies. Would this replace 
Do you think rare exports or do you think still rare exports is is above that? Uh, I still think rare exports is like above this one because the yeah. rare exports is such a such a unique take on the Legend of Santa and Krampus yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, it's actually been a while since we had liked my top four, which I'll just mention. It's we have Snowpiercer, Killer Sofa, Deathgasm, and Rare Exports. I still think that's a solid top four. It is. Um, so yeah, well, I mean. Again, I think this is even the first time that I mentioned that there's a like button on uh, Letterbox because truly, I don't remember the last time I actually like liked a movie right. to give it that. So, all right. Well, I, I I completely agree with what you say rating wise, and I again I think because I went with low expectations, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was yeah. fun. I, I would watch it again, for sure. Yeah, I would, too. I think it may put this in my uh, regular Christmas rotation. I don't we know. Shall, if we the, shall see if I remember. Yeah, I don't know if my wife would watch it, but it is a good one. I still need to. Uh, I still I still probably need to go back and watch Fat Man again, because I do want to watch that again. And then my other one, I don't think we've done that for this sort of the podcast, but my one of my other favorite uh, weird Christmas movies is Krampus. Uh, with Adam Scott, uh, I do enjoy that movie. Uh, Adam Adam Scott and David Ketchner. Uh That's a that's a funny one. It's like very much drag me to hell energy, mm. uh, and then everybody's like basically punished at the end. So, yeah i i I feel like I've seen Krampus. I don't know though. I, I I'm pretty sure I've I've talked about that one. Yeah. But anyways, uh, if you guys watched this movie, let us know what you thought. We'd definitely like to know if you guys liked it, disliked it, or, you know, what's wrong with you. And uh, if you have suggestions for our Christmas movie, feel free to throw them in there. Uh, if not, then we'll just take something that we find, like we usually do. So yeah. uh, with that said, let's talk about our beer. So I finished mine. Are you done with yours, Anthony? I'm almost done i'm okay. getting to the bottom here so i'll finish up mine uh i i think the reason i ended up really really enjoying this beer was because opening it smelling it looking at it i was thinking man this is gonna be such a heavy beer like i was kind of worried that i'd be like oh just trying to get it down um it was surprisingly such a light beer it, it, for a dark ale it, it felt very light very very tasty like i i'm excited because i know that we're definitely going to go back to this blockbuster and i'll end up probably buying a pack of it um so it's very good i think i would give it uh i think i would give it a three and a half nice uh, i'm very very picky on ales because as of since pretty much moving up here i've they love ales up here. Um, so I've had some amazing ales. So it's kind of hard. It's kind of like opened my mind up more to ales, I think. Because uh, I've definitely been more of IPAs and stouts. And ales really aren't something that I really got into. Um, but there's also a place called uh, Monk Liss that is like known for their ales. So we went there and oh man some of the best stuff i've ever had so um so yes so I, i'm gonna do about a three and a half for this guy so 
Anthony, what do you rate and think about your beer? I will rate this beer one. Come out to the coast. We'll get together. We'll have a few laughs. Mm. One. Now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. And one. Uh, number four. I give this one uh, four stars, four points, four things out of five. Uh, this is a good beer. Uh, it, nice. It reminded me. Uh, it reminded me actually of some of the IPAs they have at Celestial, with the with the kind of like the tartness, the sweetness, uh, and with the haziness. Um, now, like I've seen some great IPAs come out of Turning Point. Uh, I've s- not. Martin House isn't really known for their IPAs. They've had some good IPAs. Don't uh, don't get me wrong, yeah. uh, but uh, never like great IPAs. I feel like this is a great IPA, um, and so the collab between because uh, Martin House can do flavor really well, um, but I, I just never feel like they've gotten the IPA stuff like fully down. Uh, so like some of their flavor profiles from Martin House with some of the IPA work from Turning Point, I think it's a great team there. Uh, made a good collab. Uh, so yeah. Uh, the uh welcome to the party pal uh, i recommend it four out of ten it's uh it's good stuff and just a quick correction four out of five not ten for the people listening four out of five uh, yeah not ten <laughs> um it, it's an 80 percent not a 40 <laughs> percent yeah so i i mean yeah that's a that's a really good rating coming from you so i'm very interested to try that guy uh, I got I got three more, so I'll save you some. Great. Um. All right. So let's talk about our thing of the week. Do you have something ready, or should I go? Hey, you go ahead, because I right. forgot. That's fine. This will require some uh, help from you as well. So I decided, mainly uh, encouraged from my Spotify wrap up of the year. I'm going to change things up for this next year. So I posted on my personal social medias and every month I'm going to listen to one or maybe two, depending how many suggestions I get artists a month that are random. Uh, So I'm getting suggestions from everybody. So I have such a interesting, crazy list so far, and I need one more month worth of an artist. So Anthony, What's an artist that I should put on my December list? Are we talking? Uh, are we talking one? Just Anything. one artist? You can even, you can do two. Somebody suggested like four, so I put them on there. But I'm just like, right. you know, it just means it's going to be broken up. But so, so, so I'll give you I'll give you two. Uh, okay. Since this is going to be December of 2024, this is going to be good fall uh, and fall, well, fall and winter vibes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the first one, I'm going to see these guys in concert next year. Uh, just got the tickets to go see them because uh, they're coming to Fort Worth. Uh, first mm-hmm. one is Haken, H-A-K-E-N. They're a prog rock, uh, progressive rock band out of uh, England. Uh, and they have some great, like, great sounds that are, like, great for, like, uh, fall and winter. Uh, and just, like, they got the epic sounds that winter really deserves Mm. Uh, and the end of fall uh, and the other one is a black metal outfit out of scandinavia called opeth that is like some epic end of year music uh 
when you get when you get there, remind me. And I got I got a great first one for you to go into with uh, for Opeth, and it's just like some epic music coming from those guys. So yeah, my first my first one is Haken, and the second one is Opeth. Those okay. would be my two recommendations for end of year 2024 music. There. There we go. So I have my my list of for next year. So I you know I might share in our let's do a podcast Facebook kind of what I'm listening to, how I'm feeling it. And I, I did figure like the <clears throat> the episode, so like for January, you know, listening to everything, come February, our first episode, I'll talk about my thoughts on the last artist and how I'm feeling and everything. I, I thought it'd be kind of fun thing to do podcast wise yeah. and also personal wise. Like I, I want to branch out more because I mean, I love the music that I listen to normally, but like I want to listen to stuff I've never listened to before. So here's a way to do it. I'm oh, it's going to be a little rough one of the months because it's only one artist and it's a country artist. So I'm just like, you know what? I'm not going to knock it. Like it's hard because I'm not a country person at all, but I'm going to give it a shot. You know, who knows at the end of the month, I'll be like, you know what? Okay. I can appreciate country now, you know, cause I, (laughs) I I can't right now. So, Uh, so yeah, that's my, thing of next year slash this week of i don't know just got that inspiration so i was like you know what i'm gonna do it so it's like uh for february should be music inspired by the works of nicholas cage yes oh my god (laughs) i I should i should put on his band for the whole month but oh there you go i forgot he has a band yeah uh february it's mount joy never heard of him so we'll (laughs) we'll see I do have Andre 3000, which I'm kind of excited about because I've never actually sat down and listened to a bunch of his stuff. So uh, his newest album is uh, is pretty dope, but there are Pretty. no bars in that music. There is no no vocals. It's just all flute. Nice. It's good. It's just different from everything else. Yeah. But you got some you got so. some variation going on there in the music. You got a lot of a lot of your classic Andre 3000 stuff. And then you got a flute album. Yeah, that's what I'm excited about is like I get to hear all different versions because like really I'm just going to put on the artist and shuffle it. So it's going to be all the albums, all music that they've put out. And so I'm just like, I'm going to hear their worst stuff and some of their best stuff. And I feel like I'll get a good, hopefully get a little bit more musical education. Because I used to be really, really like deep into music. Like Mm. that was my life forever. And then I don't know. It just kind of dropped it, but I still love music so much. So I figure this is a good way to kind of push myself to get back into it. So anyway, so that's mine. Anthony, uh, hopefully you have something for us. So I was going to go look at my, uh, so I was also going to look at music too. So uh, I'm a big believer. So as I mentioned, my birthday is in December and I'm a big believer in delaying Christmas as much as possible until, uh, until after my birthday has been celebrated. If, if there's one way I do celebrate my birthday, it's that I push back Christmas as hard as possible. Uh, and one of the things I, uh, one of the, th- one of the ways I do that is I do try to not, um, listen to Christmas music until after my birthday. So, uh, after, uh, I won't be listening to any Christmas music until, uh, this coming week. Uh, once I do that, I start listening to 
Christmas music pretty much nonstop for about two weeks. Uh, my birthday is about two weeks is about two weeks prior to Christmas, so I have a two week period where I'll actually listen to Christmas music, and then as soon as Christmas hits, it's over. Uh, and I've listened to normal music again, uh, and the insanity has ended. Uh, but the thing that drives my wife crazy probably is that I listen to the weirdest ass Christmas music I can find. Um, I listen to like, uh, I love, just to describe my musical taste when it comes to Christmas, like Weird Al Christmas music. Uh, the the night Santa went crazy. Uh, Christmas at Ground Zero are like just two of my favorite Christmas songs right there. I'm trying to find the Christmas list I had from last year, but I uh, I think every year I delete my Christmas music so I don't tempt myself into listening to Christmas music throughout the year. Uh, so I'm going to have to find my Christmas music list again. Um, so, yeah. I want to make a, uh, a request for one of the nights that we're there since we're staying with you guys. We need to put on the RuPaul Christmas album. Oh, yes. It is so wild. It's it's kind of fun. I did it. I put it on one year whenever we went to my family's house because every once in a while they're like, okay, you know, what kind of Christmas music? I was like, I got it. I got it. Don't worry, everybody. And very quickly, they're like, okay, let's put something else on. So while we're there, we'll, we'll have to put that on. Yeah, there was a Christmas music. Uh, there was a Christmas song I came across on this weird Christmas playlist I found on Apple uh, last year, and it was like, it, it was. So the song was released. It was like a uh, some kind of pop song. It was. Uh, I thought it sounded. It sounded to me like it was uh, uh, Ariana Grande, or at least an Ariana Grande type. Uh, and it was very much a sexy christmas song but it was like a weirdly sexy like overtly sexy christmas uh, and i just like i was like this is like so overtly christmas sexy sexy christmas song that this is just like goes into the weird category and i enjoyed the hell out of it because it was just like way over the line of like not like oh grotesquely sexy but like just like uncomfortably sexy uh, yeah so it was just like a fun song uh and and in the way it was like very in the way it referenced things. Uh, and so, uh, again, I just love weird Christmas music. I love weird Christmas movies. Um, so, uh, as soon as my birthday festivities have ended, I will then be listening to Christmas music. Um, and I'll be listening to my Christmas music, which is weird Christmas music. Um, so looking forward to it, uh, cranking into, uh, and this is like the one part time of the year where I allow myself to listen to weird Al as well. Uh, so I'm excited for it. I'll probably get some other weird, weird Al music in there too. So, yeah, that's that's the way to do it because I don't like Christmas music. Uh, I'm okay with Christmas music the week of Christmas. Uh-huh. Uh But besides that, I can't handle it. But I think it's because working in the uh, um, hospitality business, it starts usually before Thanksgiving is even here. Right. So it's just exhausting. So. Uh, so that's why I'm like, you know, I'm pretty strict on it, but I, I feel like it's been a while since I've worked in the industry. So it's just like, I'm getting a little bit easier with it here and there, but, um, yeah, well, I, I finally found the I finally found the playlist. I got to put it back put it on my list. It's, uh, on, at least on Apple, if you have Apple and not Spotify, it's a holiday, no holiday novelty songs, uh, playlist. Mm. Um, I do got to say my favorite Christmas song is the one they did on Saturday Night Live where it's like, I don't care what the people say, Christmas time is here. Uh, and they're playing like the, the, the sharper image, little tiny guitar. It's, uh, 
uh, Horatio Sands uh, and uh, a bunch of the other guys do it. So it's a I bet it's I've a, seen it's it. It's a fun one. Yeah. yeah. Just go through, watch the Saturday Night Live Christmas sketch episode. It'll be in there. Yeah. Horatio Sands and uh, Jimmy Fallon and Chris Kattan uh, and Tracy uh, uh, Tracy Morgan. Oh, They're all in it. okay. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. I know. I know what it is. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. So. All right, everybody. There is our things of the week. So in, uh, let's see. So I think it's like the 15th. We'll probably be recording again. Uh, I will update everybody exactly when it will be. Uh, if you have movie suggestions, a Christmas movie, of course, suggestion, let us know. We'll watch it. If not, of course, we'll pick whatever. Um, and you know we're we're coming into the new year and everything so any movie suggestions for this next year that you'd like us to watch really yeah. we, we're down um and nick cage month cage fest 2024 is coming your way sooner than you think it's in february yes. get thinking if there's a if there's a nick cage movie we haven't done yet and you want us to do it uh if you want us to take a look at it look at it let us know because it yes. is coming sooner than you think. There have been so many Nick Cage movies coming out this past year that we are never going to run out of Cage Nick is, Nicholas Cage movies at this rate. Yeah, uh, yeah. We'll we'll talk. We probably won't do the whole month like we've done a few times. We'll probably mm -hmm. just do like three, maybe something like that. I know I like to do a few extra because it's such a, a a big month for us here at yeah. Let's Do a Podcast. So, um, but yeah, uh. Uh, follow us on Facebook at Let's Do a Podcast, and we are also on YouTube at Let's Do a Podcast 22. Uh, Twitch is Let's Twitch a Podcast. Letterboxd is Let's Do a Podcast. Untapped is Let's Do a Podcast. Uh, anywhere that you listen to podcasts, we should be there. If for some reason we're not, and you're listening to this somewhere else, let us know. I'll put us there. Also, how are you listening to us? We're not there. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> must be watching us. <laughs> um, I feel like I'm missing something, but I guess not. So, uh, anyways, thanks it everybody. Was important. For... We would have remembered. Yeah, yeah. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> so see you guys in like uh, a week ish. Two, two week weeks. Two? two weeks. I don't know. Ten My days. time's off. Yeah, eleven days. Yeah, we'll see you guys in about two weeks live together. Me and Anthony drinking strange beers. So anyways. Yes. Let's end the podcast.